Who's who's the host tonight, Meech? Uh, one of the Joan, the best Jonas brother, Nick. 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 Yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we all knew that wow. one. Nick. Everybody, welcome to the Dime Bad Podcast. I am Tyler, joined tonight by Russ Steinberg. I think he said a dime bat. <laughs> I just came from the wet market. And Kevin Meacham. Hi. Hi. And Peter Bard. What's up? I don't know. And Alex Cullen. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. And Chris Licata's here. How you doing? Good. Megan is also supposed to be here, and then we assume she fell asleep. So it's possible Megan will appear at some point. Uh, in this podcast, and as always, uh, John Fanta might just pop up as well. Who knows? We'll see. Life is friend a of the pod, John Fanta. Yeah. Uh, this episode of the Dime Bad Podcast is brought to you, as always, by Homefield Apparel, crafters of beautiful, comfortable, vintage-inspired garments, including some beautiful Yukon wear. I am wearing the Leaning Husky that Penfield designed. Lakata, you have one on. Which one do you have? I have the curvy uh, words and the '90s uh, Husky on it. I think that's that's still my favorite. I think. Yeah, that's Meet good you luck. Up we, home field on. I do. I got my slippery rock, uh, pimped out Ooh. rock going right now. The fur coat. I love it. That it's is really beautiful. Good. Who else? Alex, you said you were going to wear your. Which one did you have? My purple aces purple soccer. Aces. That's right. Purple aces soccer man, like juggling a soccer ball, and I think like is the purple ace. I think he's some sort of uh, blackjack dealer or something like this. Casino worker, who knows? I was gonna guess a uh, a pilot. I just accept whatever Homefield sells me at this point, uh, and you should too. So visit adimeback.com/homefield. Use the code adimeback and get twenty percent off your first purchase. Thanks as always to Homefield. I feel like I'm getting pretty good at that. I don't know. Yeah. The downside is I never know how to transition to actual UConn talk, and also this we is, did this works no preparation at all for this. Um, so I guess we should preface, we're recording this on Saturday night. So like a few hours ago, UConn just beat the shit out of Marquette, which was cool. So I guess you want to start there and do uh, some immediate reactions to the game. Start with you, Russ. I just would, before we start, I just want to warn our re- listeners, <laughs> don't listen to this podcast because we haven't planned and there's six of us. It's going to be a shit show. So, all right, go ahead, Russ. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I spent the first half getting really drunk and I don't really remember what happened. I'm, after sure, why, I'm not sure why I started so, with Russ. I don't know. I don't know why you're asking me to Meech. talk about this game. Meech, I know you tell me about won. RJ Cole. Oh yeah. Uh, good game. Yeah. RJ Cole for the fourth straight game had, uh, it looked like a real asset as a point guard and someone who could be the complimentary player to book night that this team needs to, to make it out of the first weekend. Um, he looked extremely legit today though. Like more so than any of the games in the, in the, in the past few weeks, like very much looked like, looked, looked like what we thought we were getting. Yeah. This is the RJ Cole. I think everyone assumed was coming from Howard. The guy that was going to be that second scoring threat uh, to compliment book night. What do you guys think changed? Book night came back. Yeah. Yeah. He just, also, he, he has... stopped missing his layups. Yeah. But, but I think he's being asked to do less and he, he doesn't need to carry the team the way he did for, you know, the month book was gone. It's giving him easier shots. It's giving him more of a, a role where he can kind of pick and choose. And he's shoot. I mean, he's shooting the ball well. Uh, we don't know if that'll continue, but he's 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 found his stroke at the moment, and he's uh, he looks really good. Yeah, because he was what six of eight from two today. Yep. And he was at like three ninety six going in. So and at least three or four of those twos were long. Well, that doesn't really help my argument, Alex. I'm trying to say that he's good close to the basket. It was working all over the court for him today. I think he also just might be at the point now where he's starting to get more comfortable and getting more acclimated to this situation. I mean, we, you know, we ask a lot. We're expecting a lot from him from a guy that had to sit out a year and then went into a major upgrade in competition between conferences. And you know, maybe he's finally getting it. Should we just add Megan into the conversation or pretend she's been here all along? Oh, hey! Oh, hey, guys! Hey, friends! Hello. Did you, did you fall Hello. asleep on your couch? Uh, no, I just completely forgot we were doing this and you know spaced out as one does megan bard is here hey hi <laughs> hi megan are you wearing a home field shirt i sure am yeah hell it. yeah i knew megan i'm actually wearing two on. i will say we probably should have started with book because i think that you're right meech that like 
him coming back is probably directly attributable to like every good thing that's happened with the team since. But I will say just on, on Cole before we leave, like it seems like he's might've figured out a little bit how to create space. And I think a lot of that probably is the defense having to give him more space because of book, but like he was doing, he, I think he did a spectacular job today of creating room to get that like 15 foot jumper off, which he had really, really struggled with. Uh, earlier in the season and then he was obviously missing all those shots earlier in the season so I don't know it's awesome I think also like we saw like Tyrese Martin did not have a great scoring game against Marquette today but when Cole is scoring that well like Martin can just be the dude who does everything else on the court and he's like fucking awesome so lots of rebounds yeah so I don't know it's cool I'm really happy Cole is uh stepping it up especially since uh Gaffney kind of took a step forward and then stepped back since our our last pod like three months ago. So Cole and Gaffney did have a, a nice little section at the end of the first half where Gaffney was making some things happen. Um, would yeah, be nice to get that. Good game. Yeah, I, I mean, think Gaffney's actually been fine lately. Today's his best game in a while. Game. Yeah. yeah, four assists, no turnovers. Got to feel pretty good about that. In yeah, he went minutes. to the he went strong to the rim a couple of times, which you want to see from a guy who can make free throws. Frankly. And that's that's all he really has to do if Cole's going to be, you know, maybe not this good, but something approaching this good for the rest of the season. I really enjoy Cole's floater. It gives me like Khalid Elamine flashbacks, and I always enjoy that, frankly. Uh, so let's talk book. Obviously, I, I can't even remember. I don't even think he was back yet at the time we did our last pod. You was guys... he even hurt? <laughs> <laughs> he was in uh, week eight of his two-week uh, recovery, I think. Um, Game time decision. Exactly. It was a pod time decision. I mean, obviously, he's just amazing. Do you guys have any uh, other insight? Like, he's not, you know, the most... Like, he doesn't do a lot of other stuff other than score. Like, he doesn't rebound much. He gets some steals because he's long. He doesn't get many assists. But as a as a pure scorer, he's at least the best scorer we've had since Gordon, maybe since Rip, which is enormously high praise. But, like, I mean, I understand, like, the guys I'm putting him over. And I, I understand, yeah, Kemba scored more points. That's the only one look I at, might have taken objection to. But if you look at, like, the the broad range of scoring skills that Book Knight has compared to Kemba, Kemba was really quick and really good at fighting his way to the basket and, and finishing. finishing. Yeah. And then he could make some jump shots. Book looks like he can do whatever he wants. Kemba's game was so high effort, you know? Like, you watched him, like, he worked for those points. Book Knight could just, he just gets them. Even when he's not playing well, he gets them. His his three point shot could, is is not quite up to the level of the rest of his game, but some of that might be down to just the lack of rhythm in like getting getting back to full fitness and all that. You know, I think I noticed in this game, as compared to the last couple, where his his handle seemed a lot more sure. Like in the last couple of games, it felt like he was losing a lot of balls, and I'm sure that was coming from just getting off of surgery. But it felt like today he like finally found his handle, found his rhythm, was able to like get past guys, beat guys off the dribble. Which those like last two games, he like he didn't quite have his yeah. feet under him yet. He was forcing it a little bit. I mean, a lot of those turnovers, he was dribbling into a double team and not passing out of it um, or not recognizing it until it was too late. Uh, yeah. he's, he's been better. There was there was one play last game where they did bring a double, and he gave it up. Just made a quick backdoor cut and had that like reverse layup. Yeah, the other thing, like I, I agree with you, Megan. Like the last couple games, like for all the ways he can score, like penetrating is just not, I think, his strongest. And then when he they were setting the high pick and rolls, they were just doubling them and taking the ball out of his hands really easily. I thought against Marquette, what they did a really good job of was getting getting the ball to him a little bit in motion better. So that, you know, like he had one play that was just so beautiful where he just came straight off a curl. It looked like fucking 90s UConn and hit like sure a ball jumper. But even just giving it to him like on the baseline where he can make an immediate move to get behind or get around his defender instead of having to constantly play at the top of the key in the pick and roll. I think it's just a much better way to use him. He can get around people so much faster uh, when he's the, the offense is moving and it's not just him in an ISO and a pick and roll. Or in transition. Yeah. I mean, every time every yeah. time he gets out in transition, he gets to the basket 100% of the time. Yeah. I also feel like we should mention at some point, Hurley basically said at some point uh, at a press conference in the last week or two, like, yeah, he's gone to the NBA, by the way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just feel like we should put that out there because I know people will inevitably start floating there. 
opinions about how James Booknight should spend his life. He should stay in school and get his degree. Mm. I mean, you know, there's a part of me that's like, man, it would be amazing. It would be if awesome he, if he stayed. If, like, I can, if, if there's ever an argument to come back when you're going to be a lottery pick, it's when your only real season has been like as fucked as this one has. Like, no crowds and COVID and injury. Like, I can see wanting a do over, you know? Especially when if he came back, they'd absolutely be like national champion favorites. Yeah, if he comes back next year, they will be insanely good. Right. But to be clear, he's definitely he's not, not coming, coming back. back. Next <laughs> no, year. he's not. He's not. But like that was that you know that was the decision Rip Hamilton made. It was the same one pretty much. Yeah, but it was you the know? same decision. But it was in, in 1998. Yeah, not right. yeah, it's not now. I mean, like he's he's sh- like he should go make his money. But yeah, but that's the argument to stay. Book, if, there was if you're listening and you come back, I will give you all of my Top Shot money. <laughs> he means it. I, yes, I do. <laughs> Is that a violation? Or... Yes, no, 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 no. Russ, Russ will pay it to him to uh, sponsor this podcast. It's an NIL play. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's yeah. perfectly legal, perfectly appropriate. Yes. All right. We can, we'll Actually, get James McKnight on to do our home fields. <laughs> yeah. Do our home field ad reads. I know yeah. one yeah, home field James can actually Booknight. pay athletes. They're not going to give us anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Booknight coming back would make me, my life personally very happy, but I, I'm not so sure about his. I think he should do what would make you happy. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I think James needs to think about Alex's feelings. Eh. <laughs> yeah. James should... should you know, go make money before he, you know, has a catastrophic injury. Yeah, I mean, I, we're one. all in agreement he should go, but I'd love it if he didn't go. I'm just, if, if, of course. if something crazy happened and he announced, I'm coming back, I'm not going to be like, that was stupid. I'll be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God, you idiot. Who, who, was it Jared Sullinger? Who, like, came back for, for a junior season or something like that? Sophomore year. You're thinking of Matt He was Liner. awesome as a freshman. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels it feels like this is like a Karan Butler situation. Like, yeah. and the more I think about this season, this really does feel like 2002 again, in terms of I like that. one guy who's just so far ahead of everyone else and a lot of good, exciting young talent. Yeah, and we go to the who's this team's Johnny go to the Elite Eight. Eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that. That team was a blast. I was in college for that team. It was, it was fun as hell. We were all seniors in high school. Is Whaley? I was going to say. It's got, I think it's Whaley. After, after the push-ups. Yeah, 100. The getting the T for that dunk. Uh, yeah. Whatever well, at least game like a was. smart Johnny Selby. Yeah. <laughs> I like this because it means Andre Jackson is Ben Gordon. <laughs> I assume we've already talked about the, yeah. the dunk porn that was uh, Andre Jackson today. No, we have not. No. Oh, guys. Lean in. You want to- Megan, you came in like 30 seconds after we started. Oh. <laughs> You're fine. We were waiting because we didn't want to have a classic six white guys podcast. No, but yeah, no, uh, Andre. I missed the dunk. I, oh man, I, was, I was getting, I was getting that hot Crispino action in the car. He just gave him the lane, and he took it and just slammed one down. It was beautiful. Coast I was Crispino had a good game today. I was listening to some Crispino in the first half. He was good. Listen, he's no Joe D. Really... No, he's not. Joe D got, got a shout out, out on Fox. Russ, yeah. Ryan Mounts. Yes, he did. What are your guys' thoughts on Jackson at this point? I think. Shown some, some, shown some potential, but still, you know, do you think he can contribute meaningfully in the last, whatever it is, four weeks of the season at this point? Oh, I absolutely. Think, yeah. He, do, he does a lot of things well and one thing extremely badly. I get higher on <laughs> him every time I see him play, honestly. He is. I'm trying to think of like, like Talik was a better shooter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like RJ I mean, Whaley is maybe? a better I'm trying to think Whaley's of who, a better was the, oh, who was a worse Terrence Samuel. Terrence Samuel's a pretty good shout, yeah. He's got to find one of those, like, trainers that, like, teach you how to shoot. He needs, Talique like, one went of those five dudes. for 20 from three as a freshman, but he also went 55 from 101 from the line, which is That's not way great. worse. <laughs> Yikes. And probably like, not quite as many dunks. I and over Talik's last two years in college, he went two of 22 from three. So I'm yeah. not sure that he's yeah. meaningfully better than Jackson at, from three. Is this true that Jackson hasn't missed a free throw? 100% on free throws this season. Let's, yeah, he hit two against Nova. He he's, hit two against Seton Hall. And he hit two today. 
The argument for playing right. that point guard just keeps getting bigger and bigger every single day. <laughs> Let me say this about Andre Jackson. He's the best passer on the roster. He's a that's great passer. True. Yeah, I think that's true. He's, and he's, he's a better a... ball handler than I would have expected. He's also a great dude to have uh, when you're facing a full court press, which is definitely a thing you're going to see a lot, especially end of game, you know, tournament nonsense like he's an awesome dude to be able to either inbound or catch a pass or whatever you need to do like he's a super helpful or to or to run a full core press which you're probably going to want to do yeah as well i'd say i know the shooting is problematic but i think the like the fouling is the biggest issue for me right now that's his like big freshman thing (laughs) he does but but you know like they've been getting screwed in every game and they haven't adjusted to it yet yeah the biggest well, refs are I also mean, piss. So adjust to what they have the best defense in the league, even with the fouling. Like the fouling is the is the thing you give up to play defense like this to completely fuck any ability to run an offense, which is what we do to almost every team we play. I mean, how many times you you watch a guy tries to tries to get around a guy and just has to pull it back out and then they move the ball and it's just one after another and they can't make anything happen and they take a zillion god awful shots and we end up. When in the game, eighty to sixty-two. I, yeah, I, the fouls sucked ass, and they're miserable to watch. But th- as a defense, this is working. It absolutely even is. with the fouling. I think the downside is on the offense because you're t- like you you end up taking out guys that occasionally are your only offense because they're in foul trouble. So like you end up with crazy ass lineups that have like Polly, Gaffney, Carlton on the court because Sonogo and Jackson are sitting with two fouls. I mean, that so, just sounds like Dan Hurley at the under 16 <laughs> timeout of every game. I, just, I wonder it's if partially I, that too. I like I, there's a there's a part of it like I, I wonder how I I wonder how much of it is me being a homer in game, and how much of it is like legitimately a huge percentage of these fouls that we're getting called for are just bullshit. Well, I think to Peter's point, they play a type of defense that's going to get them called for fouls. It's like the opposite of the UConn women in a sense where like they're so good at not fouling that they can get away with fouling because it's like a condition of the referees that they're used to just not calling whistles. So it's like the opposite with the men, right? Like they're so aggressive and they do foul often, frankly. Um, But I think there's just a condition where it's like you see a really physical fast play and the refs who are old, out of shape, untrained, poorly paid idiots are just instinctually blowing the whistle because, like, that's how they expect the game to unfold. Right. It's important to acknowledge that the referees are quite bad. Horrific. Yeah. But also, like, I've watched some other college basketball games in other conferences, and they're not uniquely bad. They're no, bad. All college oh, no. refs are bad. Even NBA refs are bad. Basketball refs are bad. Because no one cares that they're good. You know like who the are people, who's worse the, than the biggest refs are the women's basketball refs. There's no Those there are, are no good refs anywhere. Yes. Because the people who would need to invest in making refs good don't care if the refs are good. Because it's not like we're going to stop watching because the refs suck. And the other thing too is that I think you know, Tyler, you touched on it was was like, you know, you have old, out of shape men who you know d- doing this job. And like the 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 game has reached an, a level of athleticism in today's day and age that like you you just can't like you can't effectively ref a game that you cannot keep up with. These refs need to do more steroids. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think Duke Etzel needs to be able to throw down a dunk before he could do another game. <laughs> Hire Quint to ref. <laughs> Make Quint the ref. Any other uh, takeaways from the Marquette game? I really liked how Marquette just st- stopped playing defense for the last like four minutes. Yeah, that was good. Just gave UConn yeah. uncontested dunks I mean, over and over again. That was really fun. That, that was fun. He has lost that locker room real bad. Yeah, that I was about to say that team has given up on Wojo. Oh yeah, he's. I awful. think you got to fire him just because he and they like temporarily forgot that against North Carolina. So good for them. And then as soon as UConn like got out to a lead today, that was it. Like, UConn was never the, threatened. How did that happen? The important thing is that? that UConn is better than North Carolina. That's yeah, I mean, look, you're not here. playing in Chapel Hill. You're in stores now, Russ. I mean, come on. Not in some rinky-dink gym. Our cardboard <laughs> cutouts. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. We're going to get to that at some point. Of the world. 
just vicious cardboard cutouts at Gamble. <laughs> um, I, th I mean, I thought the defense today was was pretty noteworthy. Marquette missed like their first ten or eleven layups. Um, Whaley was unbelievable again, as he always is. Uh, even Carlton had some nice moments on defense. Yeah. The rim protection has really been just yeah. outstanding. Yeah, well, they, I, th I thought they, Carlton played really well today in whatever it was, 12 minutes. Marquette had a no points and no rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> he Mar had 12 trillion. <laughs> Marquette scored much uh, many more points in the second half than they scored in the first. Is that just because the pace of the game picked up or like yeah, it was slightly faster in the second half. Um but yeah, they gave also they four. took a lot of free throws in the second half. They did take a lot of yeah. That yeah, they were, they were in the double bonus with like 18 minutes left in the second half. <laughs> so we haven't done a pod in a while. I guess are there any other like big picture like how you feeling generally, big picture wise at this point? I'm just about basketball. Yeah. Today <laughs> I feel life. good. I mean, it feels like we're probably going to make the tournament, which is yeah. a nice position to be in. You know, assuming yeah, think, we beat Seton Hall and I think they could afford a loss to Seton Hall as long well, as let's they not George find Spence. out. Yeah, I, just wanna, I would rather not find out. Let's I, just I'm beat the piss you. out of Seton Hall is what I'm saying. I, I agree. We'll beat Seton Hall. We'll beat yeah. Georgetown. We'll win the Big East tournament. We'll coast in the five seed. Okay. Maybe a four seed I think if they're feeling the important saucy. thing is that we don't want to be an eight or a nine seed in the region of Gonzaga. If you think that's a good thing. You are wrong. You I heard, an oh, yeah. Do you think that's a good thing? You also think Donnie Marshall's a good announcer. I want us. I want us all to be, you know, shocked at how high a seed we get, because I want to be able, like that would matter for Twitter to just be able to kick the AAC stands when they're that's, down. Just be that's like, true. Like remember in 2014, like we thought UConn was getting like a five seed, and they got they what four a four seed, and they, they got, got a seven, seven seed. Yeah. But then what was the year that we got like a surprise two seed? Was that like 2005? 2005, yeah. And I was like, what? All right. Yeah, that made no sense. But also people it. were talking like that, like championship week that UConn still had a shot at a one seed, which it very much did not. <laughs> so I guess you're coming off a title. People forget. I don't know. The team was fine. But it wasn't a two seed. Healthy Rashad Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was that was also bed. during the like era of shot blocking dominance where they were like the number one shot yeah, blocking team in the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So does anyone have any concerns? I guess I'll go to Meech since he always has concerns. <laughs> I mean, I feel I feel pretty good. I mean, like I, I don't think this is like a Final Four team, but if books, get out of here, <laughs> leave. Book Knight, you know, he he looked a little dodgy. You know, he was scoring and, and contributing, but he he didn't look right. In the first couple of games when he came back, he looks fine now. He looks like normal, healthy book night that we expected. Um, and his coming back really kind of puts all the puzzle pieces into place. And everything seems like it fits and there's complementary things going on. So I I, I, I think this team is going to... I'm very good at pre predictions around this time of year. So I'm going to <laughs> say... <laughs> historically speaking. I, I think they win out. I think they get to the Big East Tournament Final. Um, lose a close one, and then they're a seven seed. Okay. And then they fuck. Then they fuck up some two seeds life in the second round. I, I think you're really making a big assumption here that suddenly UConn stays healthy for multiple weeks in a row. Bronx, <laughs> come on, man. Well, that's that's a reasonable Can't. concern. Yes, that hasn't happened since 2014. Hey, we've gotten. We've and gotten... what happened then? <laughs> We've gone a game and a half without someone getting seriously injured. Well, Assuming we don't know Carlton. what happened well, to Josh Carlton like two hours ago. <laughs> the last we what saw Josh Carlton, he was getting like, carried off the court by Andre Jackson. <laughs> he looks like he rolled his ankle. I hope that's all. Yeah, it, it, that didn't look super serious. Yeah, hopefully. Not going with. I mean, he got up quickly, you know. Well, he had to be carried off the court. But but he still got up quickly. He wasn't like <laughs> rolling around him in up agony. fast. <laughs> He got. He mostly got himself up. He just couldn't walk off by himself. Yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I'd like to see Little Richie Springs. Yeah, yeah. If if yeah. they weren't going to do it today, when they Carlton went down and everyone else had four and a half fouls, 
I don't think we're seeing we were Richie Springs. Points. I mean, this is also Spring's second redshirt year, basically. <laughs> Maybe if he gets we, another uh... do-over. That's right. He's going to be a freshman for the third time next year. Yeah. <laughs> like the... most of my students when I taught public school. He'll be the third time. He'll be a three-time freshman of the year. <laughs> the, uh, there's a player in the MAC on the women's side who's going to return for her eighth year of college. Hell yeah. Respect Remember Evan Eschmeyer, Meech? I don't. The Northwestern Center, who was at Northwestern for like seven years. <laughs> I do not remember that. Going back to the concerns, I think I like my two biggest worries, other than health, because I do agree that's number one, is, uh, you know, like if they just let up on the defense, defensive end for a game. Like we saw it happen like a few times. I forget, like the Providence game. I think then they let Providence shoot like 50%. Like, it happens. It's it's rare. I think I I trust Hurley, but I think that's like one scenario that if it happens, I think they would have a hard time winning that game. And then I just you know, book can't have a bad game ever. Like it if, was that they were cast. If it was, book it doesn't was... score, you know, at least 10, 12, 14 points in a game, they're probably not going to win the game. Yeah, and I think against Providence, like the the particular thing is like it wasn't like they just um, mentally shut off. It's they were gassed. Like that was the pro that was the problem. And, you know, if their conditioning is, is right. I don't think that I, I don't see them mentally shutting off on deep on defense. Yeah. And as we talked, I think just book and Jackson coming back and being healthy, like just smack in the middle of the lineup, pushing the lineup, you know, in either direction, pushing guys, bigger guys, uh, you know, to the bench or smaller guys to the bench. Like everyone is going to be more well rested because those two are taking more minutes now. So, Hopefully fatigue won't be an issue. I think health is probably the bigger concern, as Russ said. Remember the last five games last year when we had like seven scholarship players available? No. And we won all of those games? Just we won, won those games. Let's hurt some yeah. guys. No, no. I want all of the guys. All of them. We only saw a cook for a few minutes. I I, I don't I still don't know what's going yeah. on. That the fully healthy a cook, as yeah. was reported uh yesterday. Nice. Game time decision. <laughs> I mean, I, you you got to assume he's not going to be. Yeah, he might give you a few a minutes hog, right. here or there. If if you but... got three guys with four fouls, he'll come in and take up some minutes. But he he doesn't look as explosive. Like he doesn't look like he's the cook that we saw last year. Which understandable. He's a year off of a catastrophic injury. You know, anything he gives you this year is going to be gravy. Well, he came in. Who was it against? Where he came in and provided like Xavier. 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 Yeah, that that's what it was. He like I think without a cook stepping up in that game, we probably don't win that game. Yeah, man. I think he's going to give you like three to five minutes every game, and you just hope you get a few cool things out of it. Is what it is. Yeah. I I'm more curious. Like next year. A, like how, you know, how quickly it takes him to get back, but also like where he kind of starts in the pecking order. Like, does he get a pass for not being able to play for like two years and just comes in and Hurley wants him to be like the starting four? Or is he going to be, you know, down the depth chart and have to earn his way back by proving he's healthy and productive again? I don't know the answer to that, but I'm curious. I mean, he's going to have to prove he's healthy again. I think if he seems healthy, he's probably the starting four. But yeah, like he, that's, if, at some point, he, he's going to have to demonstrate that he can play. Right. If if he's as explosive as he was, you know, thirteen months ago, that's a with all the other things he offers. That's that's a guy you want starting. But that's a question. We also won't know until we start seeing him in the game. I mean, like it was like eight months ago that we were hearing how like explosiveness yeah. was back. <laughs> Well, there was that uh, video that came out of him yamming on Carlton. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, well, that should have been well. a hint. <laughs> he does bring like some energy, you know. Like if nothing else, totally. even in those few minutes, you get the like boost of adrenaline or whatever it is that he does seem to inject into the team when he's on the floor. He also has to be accounted for by the other team. I mean, you you can't yeah. just like throw that yeah. guy out there and like. Yeah, so he he opens things up for other folks on the court. So. He can dribble past people. He can shoot a little bit. Like he's an actual offensive player. Yeah, Which none of our other bigs really are. Yeah, he's a different look. 
which is nice. I don't know. Any other thoughts? I said we didn't. We have no outline. We have no notes. We did no preparation. If you want to talk about it's going to be fun. Incredible developments in football scheduling. Nope. Nope. I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. What, what are you actually talking yeah. about? <laughs> uh, the the Houston game that was scheduled. This is oh, a big right. deal. Oh. <laughs> oh, the bye game. You mean? Where we yeah, bought he, Houston well, University. Every- See, Megan, every once in a while, you kind of have to throw a bone to the to the little guy, you know, give it's him true. a few bucks to come up and play uh, play in a real football stadium and, you know, smack him around a little bit. I mean, it, it, it's I'm just really happy that Houston is finally going to get to play a game on national television. Mm-hmm. They deserve it. Yeah, I'm glad real Randy po- Edsel earned his ten thousand dollar bonus by scheduling an AAC team. <laughs> it was a weird clause in the contract, but I'm sure it's in there. I'm happy for him. That was also in his original contract, which was yeah. weird. They, yeah. played, they played eight of those. Low-key, one of the most fun things about this season has been all of these Fox games while all of the AAC teams are relegated to plus. And it's like, we're on, you know, like broadcast television and you guys can't even watch games on TV. And this is exactly what we told you was going to happen. You know what's especially <laughs> fun about that? is that no one really notices that the AAC isn't on TV, but everyone gets upset when West Virginia plays Oklahoma and it's on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> it's, great. it's great. Cincinnati played at 4 p.m. on a Friday on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> you have no way of proving I mean... that. You do not know that. I, I mean, allegedly, but like, could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine if that were us? How irate all of us would be right We now. wouldn't be irate. We'd just be sad. <laughs> we we stopped all... being mad about the AAC by the last couple of years. It's like, oh. Well, we also didn't get to experience this new uh, new reality for them. We and... had terrible schedules, though. Like, we had yes. not, like, noon yeah. games on New Year's Day. Like, <laughs> 2 o'clock on the, uh, Sunday. Yes. Our, our the annual our basketball schedules the last like six years have been Thursday, Sunday, which is fucking horseshit. <laughs> like I want to watch games on Saturday and then I want to watch a game like in the middle of the week on like a Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday. Not that we get those anymore, but this is much better. I don't know. Maybe it's like every day is basically the same for me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks of walking, taking a half day from work and walking to the Excel center to see UConn play Temple on like a Wednesday. And it was that game. Daniel Hamilton missed three free throws at the end to lose it. Oh, Jesus Christ. I remember that. That was a bad day. <laughs> I was at that game. I absolutely. I was at Villanova that day. We never have to go there again. Never. The nightmare's over. Well, we might have to go to the XL center again. Well, not to the AAC. Hopefully, Hopefully not. Hopefully we'll never. Honestly, that's also been like the other nice thing about this pandemic is all the games I gamble is great. That's less valuable to me when I can't attend them. I know that's true. To be honest, I usually have no idea if a game is home or away until the broadcast starts. Unless it's it. I don't don't bother to look at this point. There's a big logo at center court. That usually is a pretty good hint. That's what I'm saying. When I look at the schedule, I don't even bother (laughs) seeing what's home or away. I know what I know who's home by the first time out. (laughs) <laughs> Once I see the jersey colors, I usually got it. He can't even rely on that anymore, though. You know what also yeah. happened since our last pod? The throwback jerseys. They looked cool. That was cool. Is it the throwback jerseys, or has it been so long that UConn's changed their branding uh, in the time since we've potted? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> Did you guys see? They got rid of the white husky? <laughs> You kind of had the inflatable husky the last time we did one of these. <laughs> Honestly, I'm still not over the white husky. Like, don't you know? Toy with my heart. Yeah, I miss him. He's alive. I like the brightly colored one. The real dog's alive. Oh, that's what you mean. He's great. <laughs> I thought you meant the logo. I mean, I like both of those things. Both all all iterations of the white dog. I mean, the like human in a mascot costume, White Dog, is magnitudes less creepy than the current version. Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. Out. I miss. He I is miss so that. creepy. I I don't mind it. I, that was me once. I remember yeah, old, that gnarly old white costume was. It smells. It terrifying. was made of farts. 
was... See, Alex, all you have to do is put bags of ice in there. Yeah, yeah. Like, think about how many college students who had been subsisting on entirely like DPDO and and wings wore that costume and just filled it with farts. <laughs> Should have signed your name in there, Alex. It's like the I wall probably, in Fenway. Yeah. <laughs> probably in there too, so it's as good as signing my name in there. It's it's your DNA. It's it's I added my fart to the rest of the farts. It's like the wall in Fenway, and that Manny Ramirez has also pissed in that costume. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to talk about the the women's game, or we should, that- we should talk yeah. about the women's game as well? We should talk about our absurdly good women's basketball team. Yes, we should. Uh, Edwards is looking like a superstar right now. She's I mean, we so could talk good. about Paige some more. There's no nothing left to say about Paige. Or we could talk about Nika, who's also s- suddenly stepped up and become a baller. Remember when Nika couldn't make a shot like the first five games of the season? Yeah, and now she's like, oh, I remember how to do yeah. this. She's had like 13 points in the first quarter the other day. I just, I just want to it on record again that she's she is Jennifer Rosati. That is. That is who she is. The like, like desire to murder people standing between you and winning. There's, there's no one else like that. And also, like their games are pretty similar. Like the steals and the shooting and, you know, ball handling, brass passing. Knuckles. It's yeah, brass knuckles exactly. Shivs in their socks, like yeah. whatever they've got going on. Filling <laughs> glass bottles with gasoline on the bench. <laughs> I, I bet, I bet has got some slime too. I bet she's a she's, she's a slime, out. my slime. She's a slime. She's no one slime. know. No one knows what that means. Nobody, <laughs> no, nobody knows. Nobody. Stop knows. trying to make slime a thing. Stop trying to make slime happen. Did, uh, did Jen Rosati ever put a cigarette out on Gino? No, <laughs> <laughs> like the jean jacket on the bench is a little weird. But, I mean, go off, Nika. I said it. I said it in the Slack, but like, it's so. Az is coming in with almost more hype than Paige had. Yeah, and I'm having trouble imagining the possibility that Az could possibly be as good as as Paige has been. Like, there are there are people who've worked with her who say they've she's the best pure shooter they've ever seen. Cool. Cool. Better than the girl I, who's currently cool. shooting fifty two percent. I'm like, that's yeah. not even just talking about women. Like, they've worked with NBA players, and like, she go, she goes to Steph Curry's camp and beats all of the, everyone there. Cool, Ev- all of them. Like, I, she can I, shoot sixty percent from three. Like, what the hell? Yeah. She, she might. Yes. Yes, she, she might. No, no, she might. She's not. Listen. That's insane. This is really this everything Paige has Have you done. ever? Right. Yes. What yes. are you going to do? Not guard Paige and try and <laughs> bottle up? It's just, how is this shooter? possible? Like, think about this offense next year. You've got Aaliyah Edwards in the post. You've got Paige, like, slashing in, and you've got Easy chilling out on the wing, like, just sniper, ready to pull up. And, and then the, the, the literal snipers. Here's the thing, like, I wasn't even trying to say... I wasn't even trying to say, like, to say that like, anything against AZ. I'm sure she is going to live up to the hype. I'm sure she's going to be dope as fuck. I'm sure it's going to be great to watch her. I'm. It's really more of a compliment that I'm paying Paige in that, like, and Peter said it too. She's, a, she's certainly the best freshman that I've ever seen. And like, maybe, maybe you know, I don't know that I don't know that I've ever seen an analog like on sort of the men's side of the game. And I know it gets a little. It's not great to draw those comparisons all the time. But I, certainly at UConn, I've never seen a freshman this good. Um, she's she's so fucking good. She's it, definitely in, in the like Durant Carmelo mold. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Like she's that level of freshman who's arguably the best player in the country. Like there she was- had fourteen assists today. That is the UConn program record. She she tied the UConn program record. That is obviously now the freshman record. Um, and that's she. This is her first season. She's already she set the record. She set the record for most assists as a freshman already through twenty yes. games. She through twenty games has outscored Maya Moore, who had the most points thus far by sixty points. It was like three eighty to three twenty, something like that. She's, She's insane. There were two assists in particular that, like, 
made me lose my mind. One of them, somebody was doing a backdoor cut and she saw it and nobody else did. Um, I, I can't remember who she passed to, but it, it, it probably was Aaliyah. What's that? It was probably Aaliyah. No, it wasn't Aaliyah. I think it was Nika actually. I think, no. I think it was. Um, but it, it was, it was a backdoor cut that nobody saw and it was an open layup. And then the other one is where she's dribbling on, on the right side and she just hucks the ball over her shoulder over oh, yeah. to Williams. Who, nobody sees it. She sees it. She hucks it across the court to, to Williams perfectly, who hits a three. Like, like a curveball. Like, so it bent around the defender. Yeah, it was fucking, I was like, how did you even fucking do that? It was fucking <laughs> crazy. Like, Absurd. It has, like, telekinesis. I liked the full court pass to Williams in the prior game where she literally just got the rebound and threw it, like, 75 feet and caught Williams. That's the, we call that the Darone Shepherd. Yeah, in, the, <laughs> in stride for a layup. It's funny, too, yeah, because man, it's Williams, wild. like, Paige is fixed Williams, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she Williams seems to have looked yet. broken earlier in the year. And now that Paige is, like, just full-on taken over as the star of the team, Kristen Williams looks infinitely better. Yeah, she's, she's a, suddenly she's a much better. She's a much better secondary option. Yeah. For sure. And having uh, another great ball handler on the court really opens up their offense. And having Ono... When she's in the court, she's actually a really strong passer yeah. in the high post, and they run a lot of their offense. Or she's getting a bunch of assists. <clears throat> I actually like her on the court with Aaliyah because I think Aaliyah is an infinitely better post player than Ono is, and it's nice to have. But Ono's still like a great rim protector, you know. It's but it's nice to have both both of those players in the court at the same time. But it's it's gonna be it's gonna be so tough to find minutes for everyone next year. Yeah, I mean Ono being able to defend the four essentially effortlessly like she's so quick like account like makes up for all of ono's flaws essentially like everything yeah. we complained about ono or like where the team was lacking and like rebounding and toughness and some like uh you know getting bullied a little bit on the interior like edward solves literally all of those problems all of them yeah. she does not take any shit she will fuck you up and i i love her for it yeah, I she's think like she's... a combination of Tina Charles and Stacey Hansmeyer. Yeah, a little Jamel Elliott in there, just throwing as well. the elbows. Yeah, yeah, that works too. Yeah, I think she's wildly underappreciated at the moment. Maybe not after today. Yeah, she had twenty-four and fourteen today. Yeah, she's not bad. On, Killed it on on ten shots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's, she's so, so mad. efficient. She missed that layup at the end and then got her own rebound. <laughs> No, um, what's Megan Pattison's last name now? Cuomo. 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 Anyway, she was she like the whole game. She was going nuts over Aaliyah. Like she she was she. she yeah, she I, should. I think you're right that like after today, she's no longer going to be like, uh, un, you know, not recognized for what she's contributing to the team. I think she. Twenty four, fourteen, and three. Eight offensive rebounds. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh. <laughs> and it's not like there are a lot of rebounds and, up for grabs. And two steals. Yeah, yeah they shot. They shot, two steals. they shot like 52% today, so she's yeah. grabbing like a third of their misses <laughs> by herself. <laughs> yeah, they missed uh, 35 shots. She had eight offensive rebounds in 26 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> she's so good. She's so 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 good. She's she's great at getting positioning. She knows exactly where to be in the court. Like, she's fouling. She's getting better. You know, she's definitely better than you would expect a freshman to be. She stays in the court much longer than you know most of those. That's the thing. She's a freshman. She's a freshman. She's, she's a freshman. so good. Imagine what senior Aaliyah Edwards is going to be is is, is going to be like. Imagine the team right. if you've got senior Edwards, senior Beckers, junior Az, Mule. Literally anyone else, Russ. I, I, think, well, I love that my four favorite players on this team: three are freshmen, and one, one will be. Is, one will be in the fall. <laughs> one's in counting easy. Yeah. Well, like think, there are other you know, good players, and, and, and I love Poffenbarger because she could come in and huck threes. But yeah, you got Poff, and you got Caroline Descharm. She's coming in too. She's another like. She's like uh, top five, right? Yeah, yeah she's yeah, good. And um, Amari DeBerry, who's another big. But but here's the here's a uh, question that's maybe not too terribly comfortable to think about, and that's that, like, how confident are we that Paige Beckers is going to do four years in school? She may leave after her third, but I'm pretty confident. 
I'm at like 80%. It's just so rare. I mean, I guess it could change. Like if you know you're going to be the first pick, but like, I don't know. Why does, why don't they do it? Why don't they do it now? I mean, if she, let's, I mean, let's say she wins a national title this year. Cause that's, what's going to happen. Like if she's got three by the time she's a junior. Sure. Or, and I mean, she'll have, she'll, she's eligible for five years. She could go and try and she break should, go, she should get the fifth. Yeah. You know that right. honestly, I could see her being so be like, oh, I five. could win five titles. I how am I gonna not do how that? How could I not? <laughs> Four no years one will from ever now, Paige and a 26-year-old James Booknight will be completing yeah. the dynasty. <laughs> yeah. And by then NIL legislation will have passed and they will both be sponsoring this podcast and they'll be making plenty of money. Exactly. There we go. The money Problem behind solved. the dynasty. Alex will be paying them millions. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Megan, your, your point about uh, DeSharma and uh, DeBerry was kind of my point about, like, Edwards is, like, she is easily one of the top ten. I would argue maybe one of the top five players in the conference. But because Paige is so good, like, you just Everybody don't ha- hear quite as much about Edwards. And I feel like, you know, I, that, that was my thought reading the – it was very good, but the uh, AZ FUD uh, ESPN cover story this week excellent was team. like – yeah, it was excellent. And then I'm like – Oh, they have like two other five stars, two other uh, McDonald's All Americans that like yeah. maybe got a passing mention in the pieces. It reminded me of Edwards in that respect of like, oh yeah, there are like there's a full roster of just really really good players that are about to be on this team for whatever four years. Yeah, but then at the same time, isn't it isn't it something like uh, South Carolina's next class has like four McDonald's All Americans? Yeah, but they have yeah, to use uh, Nike basketballs. It's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Gino really should recreate uh, Hurley's press conference from last year where, you know, if, if you want to get us, get us now because it's coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he probably should have done that at the end of last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I don't think they're a lock to win this year. No, I agree. It would be funnier to do oh, it now. I, think, I, I, would say, I don't think there's any particularly dominant team, and I don't think there's there's no team in the country that UConn can't beat on any given day. For sure. It's going to be a fun Elite Eight on, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Gino. And I'd say the same thing about the women's team, too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that Gino didn't, probably didn't expect her to be this good. Like, yeah, Paige. I'm sure yeah. he didn't expect her to be th- like this good. He I mean, is the one who was telling have. her from day one, you need to be shooting as often as possible. <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, yeah, we, we've seen great freshmen here. Maya was a great freshman. You know, Stewie, I, Stewie obviously. Um, but we're like Diana her, was great as a freshman, too. Diana was great as a freshman. Um, but we're in like Magic Johnson, yeah, <laughs> like LeBron – like basketball IQ wise, LeBron territory. when he was at UConn. <laughs> when, yeah, exactly. when LeBron played at UConn, <laughs> I should have made that <laughs> joke earlier when you said I can't even think of an analog. Oh, LeBron! Remember last year when Paige said that she had a better basketball IQ than Gino, and we thought she it does. was funny, and we laughed, <laughs> and turns out she does. Gino could not see those passes. No. <laughs> yeah. Like she, she, she is a marvel. Like that's the only word that I can think of. I the like the Magic Johnson the comp. Obviously, the yeah. size isn't the same, but like right. the flashiness, the passion. She plays like she's six yeah. nine. She really does. I, I like how apparent it is to like. I like hearing about uh, rival fans being pissed that they can't go to games at their home arenas this year because they won't get to see her. Like that's that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Not because their arenas only seat 1,000 people. <laughs> Apparently, math is hard in Nebraska, guys. It's been a lot of fun to watch this team. Like, they're not a well oiled machine yet, but like, you can see all the pieces coming together and they just like get better every game. And everyone's a little more confident and a little more comfortable playing with each other. And the offense is getting a little bit faster and the defense is getting a little bit tougher to beat. And like, they're starting to fire on all cylinders and it, it like right at the you know moment you want them to be and they they beat South Carolina already like and they were a lot I felt like watching them that they were the, a much better team like it wasn't really that close and I think the thing about the the South Carolina game too is like for all of the normal basketball things that Paige is amazing at 
I think the most encouraging thing so far, and the thing that makes me think we, we could be looking at multiple titles in her time here, is that she's a killer. She She's just... You mean Nika? <laughs> oh, figuratively. Not Sorry. a literal killer. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Alex. She's a, she's a... Like, she will... Like, if she needs to, she will say, fuck it, and take over a game and say, we're not losing. Like, we are we are going to win this game. And you know, like Meacham says, she's just a force of nature. She's like... But she really, really, um, like, that's that's the most encouraging thing. And I think it's maybe something that was lacking with within some leaders in the team maybe the last few years. I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's maybe not so much something that was lacking, but, you know, when you have so many good players on a team, it's hard to decide, like, okay, who's the alpha? And with this – with 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 but with this situation, there's no question who the alpha is, and she's, you know, she's here to fuck shit up. There was a question coming into the season. We had no idea what was going to happen with this. It's like I guess Williams will be the go-to player. Yeah, not like even close. Yeah. Wild to lose a player like Crystal Dangerfield and then slide in Paige Beckers and like you get an immediate upgrade. That's like, insane. It's absurd. And Megan Crystal Walker. Dangerfield, if I remember correctly, was the rookie of the year in the WNBA last year. She sure yeah. was. That's she correct. Sure was. <laughs> and we thought Megan Walker would be on this team at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine also, if Walker was on this team. She'd be a great and, third option. She'd be a great sixth man. <laughs> Honestly, having Westbrook in the wing is an upgrade in a different way. Like Westbrook is so good at like getting moving things around and you know, organizing and, and, you know, Walker was not, not so much at that part. I was not a Walker fan. No. But like, Avina is such a great leader and, and she does a lot of things uh, well. Her shooting's been a little off in the last couple of games, but I think she was okay today. I haven't looked yeah, at the box okay score yet, but, but I think today was a little Six bit better 12. than it. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, she's, she's such a great passer. It's so nice to have someone on the wing who can pass as well as she does. While also playing next to Paige and Nika, like just a surfeit of passers. Yeah, if, we, if Westbrook wants to make threes in the tournament, like UConn's going to be really, really hard to beat. <sighs> yeah. So of Beckers, Williams, and Westbrook, all of them, none of them will be, presumably, will be gone next year. So where, where, what happens with AZ? Does she start coming off the bench? My completely baseless prediction is that Westbrook doesn't come back. Based on literally nothing. Is it based on the fact that that would be a convenient way to answer this question? No. (laughs) I think, I think AZ probably does come off the bench to start. Yeah. In that scenario. Right, I don't. I don't think that's that's an insane thing to expect. Where, where is um, where's Westbrook academically? Is she like academically a senior? Yes, she should graduate. Yeah, I will say even if they if they start the season off with AZ coming off the bench, which I think they will, I don't think it's unlikely that she takes Kristen Williams' spot at some point. God, can you imagine him benching a senior for or a Westbrook. freshman? Or Westbrook? Like I, I could see her working her way into the starting lineup. They could also or see you know, injury, doing that. You know, obviously that's not something you want to happen, but it also just doesn't really matter. I mean, what uh Edwards didn't start today, I don't think, right? And she's no. very clearly one of the five best players on that team and played yeah. you know, they're they're all gonna play. Yeah, and like maybe, you know, maybe she gets Nika, you know, some of Nika's minutes, but he, he she's so strong on defense and I think he really likes having her on the court. So we'll and, see. And we haven't even mentioned Anamakara, who we all you know I was, was right. a starter at one point. I was right. I just I guessed what the injury was, and I was right. I'm feeling very well, smart. It was a, that it was a stress fracture. Yeah, it was a stress fracture from sh- she had apparently had shin splints and got a stress fracture. But her, okay. I guess her air cast just came off, so they think she'll be back for the Big East tournament. But who knows what wow. that is? That's a that'd be that's fun. a big old question mark. Yeah, it's a game time decision according mm-hmm. to Dan Hurley. <laughs> it's hard to see where she fits in right now. Like yeah. with Nika able to hit threes, what do you need Makarat for? Like Nika does everything Makarat does, except she's ten times the defender. I think you 
figure out who of Makarat or Griffin is going to play that extra like 15, 20 minutes. Like you just split that 20 minutes between them, whoever's playing better that night. Yeah. It's Russ showing. Oh. No, I was looking for my remote so I could put Kansas on. Russ, you tubing? (laughs) (laughs) Russ, where is Iowa women's basketball going to get seeded? Are they in line for like a four or five seed? No. They're like a seven or eight seed. Can we get get them in an eight seed as a pod (laughs) and just... Oh, I would Chris, love that. Uh, Caitlin Clark. That would be. I would rule. That would be so I good. would love if UConn just like destroyed Penelope Clark's life. Yeah, it would be, <laughs> It'll be hilarious. I, she goes I have like them as a seven. Two right for now. 14. Yes. I and then Paige drops so 40 on her. I want to beat them so bad that she'd have to change her name to be like more somehow more white than Caitlin Clark. Madison Kate, Clark. Caitlin. You guys are making a wild leap that she would play after Nika sneaks up behind her with a rag called Ether. <laughs> you go to sleep now. <laughs> Slime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, are we sure slime isn't like some old like Soviet slang? Yeah. <laughs> that was her code name. Where did that come from? I, I must have missed this part. Nika called Paige that and then no, she's my Gino. And then and Gino, Gino called Nika was his slime. Also, everyone is everyone's slime, apparently. Anyone listening to this under the age of 25 should be arrested, so don't tell us we're fine. <laughs> Unless you want to be my slime. <laughs> I've been following enough basketball players on the Dimeback Instagram for the last, like, five years that I'm very aware of slime being uh, part so of I... the, the lexicon, even without having any understanding of what it means. I, just went, to, I just went to uh, Urban Dictionary. Uh, the def- top definition of slime is like a cool ass person. It's like another word for homie. I didn't know. Okay. That I got what that are context, yeah. the second to eighth definitions of slime? <laughs> the second definition is some nasty ass shit made of borax <laughs> and glue go. that lame white girls play with and make. They also sell it. That's how Gino means it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that she was a, a Croat, um, but also she's. Um, her favorite player is Dennis Rodman. Yeah, yeah that's that was because she's a psycho. Out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we all knew that without having to be told. <laughs> no, I, I would know, have guessed her favorite player was Bill Lambier. Yeah. <laughs> same energy, same vibe. Favorite player was the guy who stabbed Monica Sellis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. 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 Big turn there. So that that's the cold open. <laughs> I like that 40% of this podcast is us making jokes about Nika Mule murdering people. Honestly, I, I think hope she, she listens to this. Yeah, she, she, yeah. she would absolutely like, appreciate right. it. Just like throwing like elbows into people's throats. <laughs> yeah. What foul? <laughs> <laughs> That's not even close to a Croatian accent. I'm no. doing like a Russian accent. Is that <laughs> is that racist? It's all Sla- you can't no. be racist against Slavs. We're we're a little bit Croatian people. Yeah, there's so, some you know. These are my people. So it's, I, it's I, I'm family. allowed to say it. Peter that is from Croatia. My uncle actually, when he texts me, he likes to text me about women's basketball. He refers to her as our Croatian cousin. I'm sure we, we are, are not related, but she is know. our cousin. She's our cousin. Do too. Being Croatian, which which she's country also did... currently uh, hot wiring decanter's car and driving it into a shipping container, <laughs> as she should. Can we be done? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, feel well, like I figured we were, we're done, done a while, while ago. ago. I figured, yeah, I figured we haven't been like, friends. Still recording. <laughs> Fuck Fred's out. I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> and there's your folder. Thanks to Homefield Apparel for <laughs> sponsoring this segment. For sponsoring and endorsing shirts. and endorsing every single word that we've said yeah, in this podcast. Exactly. Hi everybody, thanks for listening to the Time Dad Podcast. Until next time, see you later.